Hello, my name is Rick Pearson, and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Have you ever wondered, what are the most vital signs of the times today, proving that the coming of Christ is at our doorstep? Stay tuned as we provide evidence that demands a verdict. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. You know, in studying the 53 descriptions of Babylon the Great, many people have written us and said they're amazed that America meets every description. Together with our best-selling book and our study guide, with our free app, we've pointed out to you the time sequences in Scripture specifically detailing the eight providential nations throughout man's history. And the fact that six of those kingdoms have come and gone, and only two are left, are very, very sobering for those of us who believe in this book that we call the Holy Bible. You know, we believe that the eighth nation, described as ten toes on Nebuchadnezzar's dream, is a kingdom dividing our globe into ten geographical regions that's, that's destined to rule the planet, and it looks incredibly like the United Nations 2030 agenda. The fact that the World Economic Forum are openly admitting that COVID-19 has helped them accelerate their Great Reset just adds fuel to the fire of God's sure word of prophecy. The secular humanist concept, otherwise known as Marxism, is to design a world without our Judeo-Christian God nor his moral protocol within society. The biblical principles of capitalism, the protocol of giving and receiving, of serving others with your gifts and talents, and God's mandate, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto you, will be a thing of the past in this new society. This divine principle, coupled with the individual freedom promised in Scripture, that every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. For whatsoever ye would that men do to you, do ye even so to them. The results of these long proven principles help you form a personal covenant with God, activating the divine principle that our God shall supply all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. However, in this new world coming, gone is the concept that any one person can have a personal relationship with God. In this new woke society, the secular humanist promise contends that my government shall supply all your needs but only if you do what we tell you. They've canceled God and replaced Him with government. A society where everyone is equal, no matter how hard you work, how much you save, or how much you serve others. In this new world order, the government will decide your worthiness as well as your sa salary. And who will run the government? Well, they will, of course. And your vote will not matter. You know, historically, Marxist leadership have always come into power by promising to redistribute other people's assets and give it to those who have not worked for it 
nor created their own personal wealth. They cancel those who have to give to those who have not. However, this cancel culture mentality is not aware that when you try to cancel God's word or his people, God will eventually cancel you. Matthew 7 specifically states, For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. As in every generation, today's woke society laugh at the concept that the Bible has been divinely inspired. Many laugh when you explain that the prophetic dots are joining much faster than many realize. And it's even funnier to those who don't even know what those prophetic dots are in the first place. Remember, prophecy is merely God fulfilling His promise to believers, not to non-believers. And according to Scripture, those who believe in the Bible and study God's Word are promised to be approved unto God. But approved for what? Perhaps the sons of Issachar can answer that question. They were men who studied God's Word, interpreted Scripture, and were able to discern modern-day evidence that demands a verdict. Listen to this. The original Hebrew word Issachar means his reward will come. The sons of Issachar were a Jewish tribe of young warriors who lived during the time of King Saul's reign and the transition of kingship, which was to be transferred to David. Scripture tells us, And to the children of Issachar, which were the men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. These men lived during a time of transition, a transition that dealt with the changing of the guards for Israel. It was a time, as Daniel later confirmed, proved that God was in ultimate control of history. Saul, as king, thought in his own human strength that he had control, but he was soon to realize that it is God, not man, who changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. By this time in history, approximately 1000 BC, everyone had heard of David's victory over Goliath, but also over his impending escape from King Saul, who wanted to kill David and cancel David's legacy. However, nobody but God knew that Saul would soon fall on his own sword in battle to end his own life. Saul, by his own self-destruction, had broken many of God's instructions given directly to him from the prophet Samuel. But eventually Saul learned the hard way that it is God who removes kings and sets up kings. In every generation, God has had a remnant of believers who, like the sons of Issachar, had understanding of the times. Paul, like Timothy, encouraged believers to seek God with all their hearts, for they knew, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what do these testimonies of the past teach us today? What can we learn from living in a providential nation the Bible calls Babylon the Great? A nation steeped in adultery, defiled by sexual immorality, plagued with incest, and filled with the shedding of innocent blood. A covenant nation that God states seven times in scripture will be deposed in one hour. 
After two years of Prophecy USA broadcasting across the airwaves that America is a covenant nation, prophecy teachers, political advocates, and those who oppose the current progressive culture are finally teaching that God has a covenant with America. However, if the most technically advanced, most prosperous, most powerful military country in the history of the world has a covenant with God, why do they say this lady of kingdoms is not in scripture? Did the prophets of old miss it? From the Gog-Magog war that is coming, we know they prophesied of Russia, Iran, Turkey, Egypt, and even the modern nation of Israel. Did God miss telling the prophets of old about America and scripture? Or have modern day prophecy teachers and prophets missed in scripture what the prophets of old actually foretold concerning this dilemma? What is today's evidence that demands a verdict? And what is the reward for those who diligently seek God's hidden wisdom in this chosen generation? Welcome back, folks. You know, the sons of Issachar had wisdom and understanding and knew the signs of the times. The question is, is how many believers today have that same wisdom? It's amazing today that we hear multitude of prophets and seers sharing their dreams, their visions, their words from the Lord, and yet very few are actually using Scripture to confirm those revelations. Prophecy USA has gone to great lengths showing you a pictorial narration of the nations that have risen and fallen throughout history. According to the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream, it would appear that the last two kingdoms to rise and fall throughout history are evident today. Of course, the last kingdom before Christ's return will be a kingdom divided into ten regions of the earth as depicted by the images ten toes and ten horns. Many who teach prophecy cannot tell you how the ten-toed or ten-horned beast, which we identify as the New World Order, will come into power. They cannot tell us why America is not in the Bible. However, they will tell you she is a covenant nation. They will tell you about everything that is going to happen over there in the Mideast, but they have nothing to say about what is coming right here in the West. America, as it seems to them, has some strange, mysterious invisibility in the last days. You know, there may be hints in Scripture, like some verses about an eagle, but there's nothing concrete that they can find in Scripture concerning the West or the United States of America. However, some are talking about America's covenant with God, just as we've been teaching for the last 35 years, and specifically in the last two years on Prophecy USA's broadcast. If America has a covenant with God, then why are they not giving us the 53 descriptions in the Bible that she's already fulfilled? Wouldn't you think that if God has a covenant with the greatest, most powerful nation in the world, especially in the last days, that he would have at least give us some hints in Scripture what to look for? Traditional prophecy teachers are also talking about the New World Order, that the Bible says will rise, but they're not talking about how this world empire will come into power in one hour as described seven times in Scripture. Although everyone knows that America is the greatest military power in the present-day world with the iconic symbol of a woman, traditional theology refuses to address Scriptures pointing to the woman 
who the Antichrist beast or new world order deposes by fire. Is he going to burn a little city in Italy? Or is he going to burn the great city or great population center that opposes his efforts? Revelation 17, 16 says, And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the woman, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. We also have modern-day prophets on the Internet sharing their dreams, their visions, angelic visitations from God, monetizing their efforts online in an effort to supposedly edify, comfort, and exhort one another. However, very few are parroting the warnings that ancient prophets penned concerning persecution or the falling away of believers in the last days preceding Christ's coming. Prophets like the sons of Issachar are to understand the signs of the times. Yet, there were no warnings about 9-11 before it came, only explanations after it has already happened. In 1999, two years before 9-11, I wrote this book called Babylon Rising. We sold about 12 copies worldwide, but I think its cover says it all. It has been updated and enhanced with a multitude of scriptures in our new book, The Hour That Changes Everything. COVID-19 pandemic was never to our knowledge prophesied to come by any of the modern day prophets. However, after it arrived, we can see how it is being used to fulfill the global reset, squeezing national economies for a reimagined economic global agenda exactly as scripture foretells. Although most believers today have discounted cessation theology, meaning God does not do miracles anymore, the question is, have we replaced cessation theology with sensational theology? Is our basis of prophetic utterance founded on getting the largest monetized posts, or is it based on trying to deliver a true prophetic word from the heart of God that is 100% founded on Scripture? Do we even test what others are saying? After all, one of the requirements of testing the spirits of the prophets is that what they say must line up with Scripture, which is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. Are we seeking signs and wonders, or are we studying the Word as the disciples did, which produced signs and wonders following? These are questions that I find disturbing within the body of Christ. But what evidence do we see in our present world that is fulfilling the word of ancient prophets? We'll discuss that right after this message. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, the hour that changes everything together with our study guide and free app prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in bible prophecy go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of 35 dollars or more and receive your copy of the book the hour that changes everything we are waiting to hear from you call today
Welcome back, folks. Recently, I was being interviewed on a TV talk show, and the 2020 election came up concerning the multiple prophecies of Donald Trump becoming the president. I shared with the host that as I watched the two candidates travel to different cities, it amazed me how one candidate, Donald Trump, could pull crowds of 50 to 75,000 people in one night, and yet the other candidate, Joe Biden, was pulling crowds of literally one to 3,000 people in the same areas. You know, as I watched that on television, I thought to myself, this is a no-brainer who's going to be the next president. But guess what? My speculation from my visual and logical instincts were totally overturned within 24 hours after that election. The obvious signs and natural logic I saw at the sheer numbers of people showing up at rallies still does not make sense to me in election results. I did not see that coming at all. But many modern-day prophets boldly declared that God told them Trump would be president. Isaiah says, I'm God and there's none like me. I declare the end from the beginning. God was not surprised at the election results, but we were. Why is that? It's because God did not declare Donald Trump's win. Those who prophesied did. If that statement's not true, then listen to what God's Word says concerning the prophets who disagree with Jeremiah's warning of coming judgment. Jeremiah was told that the prophets that came against him spoke a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say, Still unto them that despise me, the Lord has said, You shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. Then Jeremiah asked the question, Who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly. I've not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I've not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. You know, our goal at Prophecy USA is not to demean, deface, or try to humiliate any other ministries who teach or operate in the prophetic offices. It should be pointed out that God did not call these prophets of Jeremiah's days false prophets. They were, in fact, prophets, but they had gotten their priorities wrong. However, look at the time sequence that Jeremiah quotes. In the latter days, you shall consider it perfectly. Is Jeremiah saying that modern-day prophets today prophesied from a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord? When I saw those crowds coming to Donald Trump's rallies, I was totally convinced he would win. However, when you say, thus saith the Lord, or the Lord has spoken to me, you had better make sure that it's God speaking to you and you're not speaking a vision of your own heart. At the inauguration of the prophetic office, God specifically gave us the litmus test to test the spirits of prophetic utterances. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, and thou shalt not be afraid of him. Now, the word presumption, according to uh, the Dictionary of Bible Themes, says is a form of self-confidence which makes overconfident assumptions. So, for the remainder of this program, we're going to point to current events that are taking place around the world 
and then examine God's written sure word of prophecy that is guaranteed to declare the end from the beginning. You know, 400 years before the 2020 election on November 11, 1620, the pilgrims landed on Cape Cod, and it was here that these God-fearing believers who were running from persecution dedicated this land to God through the Mayflower Compact. They, in essence, made a covenant with God. Extracts from this covenant states, having undertaken for the glory of God an advancement of the Christian faith, in the presence of God and of one another, we covenant, combine ourselves together with a civil body politic to enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices for the general good of the colony, under which we promise all due submission and obedience. You know, they made that vow to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But 400 years later, on November 3rd, 2020, Joe Biden was elected the 46th president of the United States of America. He got more votes than Hillary or Barack Obama and ran his COVID-19 campaign literally from his basement bunker. Crowds did not come to see him. His TV talks were incoherent. His podcasts were riddled with technical problems, and yet, on November 3rd, he won the election by the miraculous response of mail-in ballots. So what happened? And what does the number 400 mean in biblical numerology? Stay tuned because you're going to be amazed at how accurate the Word of God foretells America's future. 2,000 years ago, Innocent blood was shed for you. But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness or will she suffer His judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy, 1-888-306-1759 or go online to prophecyusa.org right now. Welcome back, folks. We just learned that Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, was elected November 3rd, 2020, exactly 400 years and eight days before the pilgrims initiated America's covenant with God. 400, in biblical numerology, is a divine period of time and is a multiplication of two numbers, 8 times 50. 50 is mentioned over 100 times in Scripture. It represents not only a move of God's Spirit, as in the days of Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus' ascension, but also a year of jubilee or liberation from a burden. The Dictionary Bible themes says that number 50 is a move of God's Spirit or liberation from a burden. Eight is a number of new beginnings, just as eight survivors left the ark in Noah's family. The number 400 is stated as being a divine period of time. Now, in Moses' day, after 400 years of slavery, the children of Israel experienced 400 years for obedience. There was a move of God's Spirit, they were liberated of a burden, and a new beginning began. 
for the children of Israel. However, it also meant a time of judgment for the pagan Egyptians who experienced 400 years of disobedience. They received plagues by God's Spirit, punishment for persecuting God's people, and a major military loss in the Red Sea. So what does this have to do with the miraculous election of the 46th president? Let's look at what has happened in just one year of America's 400th covenant with God. Remember, for every 15 verses of blessing in Deuteronomy 28 God gives us, there are 53 verses of warning if we break our covenant with God. On January 1st, 2021, construction of the southern border walls were halted, allowing unvaccinated COVID-19 carriers, drug smugglers, and human traffickers, and two million illegal aliens to enter the country of the United States of America. Their unvetted migrants have entered the country and thousands more are coming. Deuteronomy 28, 48 says, therefore, shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee. Thy high and fenced wall shall come down. He shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Number two, one of the first official days in office, March 18th, 2021, the Biden administration halted all production of the Keystone Pipeline, laying off 50,000 workers and making America totally dependent on foreign oil. This removed America's self-sufficiency and selling oil to other countries, and instead it became dependent on other countries in buying their oil. In one day, the head became the tail, and fuel prices are continuing to rise. Massive amounts of debt was borrowed from the Federal Reserve, increasing inflation and bringing the na national debt to $28 trillion the highest debt in 400 years. The Bible says when you're in covenant, you shall borrow and not lend. However, when you're out of covenant, the stranger shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Proverbs warns us, the borrower is servant to the lender. The Biden administration under the LGBT initiatives mandated training of military personnel to undergo gender equality studies. So what did God's prophets foretell about the most powerful military that has ever walked the face of the earth? In the last days you shall consider it perfectly. The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. Their might hath failed. They became as women. And what did they foretell about the walls that would protect your inhabitants? The broad walls of Babylon shall surely be utterly broken down. The good news is a covenant nation may break covenant with God, but individuals within that nation can still stay in covenant. And the blessing that is coming to you who hear his voice and keep his word are about to experience a divine period of time that will take place in the twinkling of an eye. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, so I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world and try them that dwell upon the earth. So just as Elijah said to the worshipers in his day, choose you this day whom you will serve, the God of Israel or the God of Baal worship. 
The choice is yours. You can choose life or you can choose death. You can choose blessings or you can choose curses. And we hope you choose blessings and the abundant life that Jesus offers. You know, we're out of time. This is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, and we're reminding you that Jesus is alive and he's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week on Prophecy USA. Shalom.